Saturday View with Lean Dumpleton on Midlands 183. In association with Guy Clothing Tullamore. Find Guy Clothing Tullamore on Facebook. Call Lean now on 0818 300 183. Text or WhatsApp your Saturday View to 083 3010 103. Be warned. Good morning. Be warned. As people do say, what are you going to rant about on Saturday? I have a lot. I have a lot to say this Saturday. Mostly aimed at the government and the government TDs and the government representatives in the Midlands and politicians in general. And I will say it all and I'm not going to hold back. It's about time that you guys were held accountable. It's about time that you guys were pinned against the wall and told about the things that you're not doing. And you're not doing them. You're not doing your job. You really aren't. And there's protests in Dublin today, the cost of living protest, the coalition, the National Day of Action. That's happening. You heard it there in the news. I want to get your feedback on that. If you're going to it, let me know. Uh, We have a ticket, by the way, for the uh, Westmead Offaly game tomorrow, Sunday 19th. There's a guy here who has a ticket. All he wants is a lift to the match and back. And anybody that gives him the lift, uh, he'll give him the ticket. So I have his number here for you if you want. But I'm angry. This whole thing and what went on in the Dáil during the week and that shenanigans, that nonsense, that rubbish between Leo and Doherty. I mean, what did you think of that Dáil row? It was on Thursday between Pierce Doherty and Leo Bradcar. It was like, it was a, who's got the biggest willy contest? It really was. It was pathetic. It, it got dirty. It got bitter. And it just shows you what goes on. They don't care about you and I. They just don't give a damn about you and I. They just want to score points and say, my willy's bigger than yours. Simple as that. Doherty mentioned Farad Carr's recent Garda investigation over a proposed GP contract which he'd leaked to a rival group. Farad Carr then mentioned Sinn Féin containing a huge number of convicted criminals and off they went for more personal attacks and slagging. It was like Rocky and Apollo. No, it wasn't. It was more like Burton Ernie off Sesame Street. That's what it was like. This is what politics has become. Slagging matches, name-calling, dirty jibes, bitter attacks. It's pathetic. They're supposed to be there for you and I. You and I sent them there. You and I voted for them. They're supposed to be there doing doing the job on our behalf. Two mouthpieces in a catfight spewing nothing but bile and getting nothing done for the people that they're supposed to work for. People are fed up. They're crying out for leadership. Anybody will do. Anybody that will stand out front and say we're going to do this, people will follow. They're not going to follow people doing idiot stuff like that. Government representatives on the council should be called out for staying silent due to being whipped. By party whip, I mean. And I'm calling them out. I'm calling you out. Your silence won't be tolerated anymore. I've thought about this all week. I mean, you have government representatives and government parties and senior politicians staying silent. It's not good enough. People are hungry, homeless, broke, sick. They're unemployed. They're emigrating. They're dying. Politicians, you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing. We're only on air a few minutes and I don't care if you're annoyed. In fact, I kind of want you to be annoyed. And for the government, people are texting in saying they're being very unfair at the minute. I'm not being unfair. These are people who voted for you and they didn't vote for you to stay silent. They didn't vote for you to do nothing. All right, that's the mood this morning. You can catch the mood. You can tell them I'm a bit pissed off this morning. I am because the whole country again is rallying and moving and they're going to Dublin, they're going to Cork, they're going to Limerick, they're going to Galway, they're going to Sligo. Uh, Morning, Liam. This is Dermot. Would you please do a programme about car insurance? Terrible prices still going up and no one checking them. That's Dermot in Port Leash. Thanks, Dermot, for your text. We are heading toward a disaster. We are heading toward inflation, toward a recession. 
Food prices are up, home heating oil is up, gas is up, petrol's up, diesel's up, rents are up, house prices are up, hotel prices are up, interest rates are up, exchange rates are up. Everything's going up and Joe Soap here can't afford it and we've had enough. And I, thank you, by the way, to Nicola from uh, Eden Dairies Online 1. She's going to one of these uh, rallies in Dublin. Nicola, how are you? Hey, Liam, how are you? I'm very well. Uh, you're just as angry as I am, I, I take it. I am absolutely furious. I, like, my situation is my husband and I both work. We have two kids in college. We have one in secondary school, and we literally can't cut anymore. You add the... It, like, we, sorry, I'm getting this flustered. You're all right, you're um, what, what would you say to the government this morning? I mean, the government are listening. What would you say to them? I'd say, look, every time it's brought up in the doll, Michal Martin says, we can't fix everything. Pick one thing, Michal. Pick one. Fix that. And then we look at the rest. Everything is on its knees. There's nothing functioning in this country. And we're meant to just take it. That's not good enough. That's that, you know, that, that last few words there is what the message is. It's not good enough. We've taken enough. Yeah, we have. And they're paid the big bucks and they're sitting on their hands. It's not enough. They need to do their jobs. Not stand up in the doll and say, we can't do anything about it. That's not true. Other countries can do it. Why can't Ireland? You made a good point there, you know, like Michal Martin, the Taoiseach. I know he's there till December, then he's gone, but he's still there. He still has a job to do, so he can't be looking at the clock. But when, when you're going, is it Dublin you're going to today, is it? It is, yeah. yeah. And there's going to be a rally there. I'm just looking at the, the schedule. The rally for Dublin is at one o'clock at the Garden of Remembrance in Parnell Square. Uh, what, what do you expect to see? What do you expect to hear? Are, are, how angry are people right now? They're, they're angry, but they're also terribly worried. Like, there's, I, I, some of my friends literally are going without dinner so that the kids can eat because the cost of petrol to get to work is so high. That's not right. Like, we're, we're meant to be a first-class country. Are we a first-class country or not? Well, we've seen, and this is going to be a sore point for an awful lot of people when I say this, but we're a great company or a great country for helping other people and for lending the hand of friendship and the welcome that came in the Falchia and for giving thousands and millions away to charities and to other countries in aid and that's a good thing I know but when it comes to our own we don't seem to be very good at looking after our own people No I think Is that a fair um, point? No I think it is a fair point and I would absolutely agree we need to have those less fortunate but I think that there's no kudos for helping our own you can't go to Europe and say well we gave 100 million to our own people no one's going to give you a round of applause and it seems like that is the concern of the government how they look on the world stage, not to the people who vote for them. Well, that's what bothers me. It's, yeah, the image of how it looks. I mean, it's all very well for a politician to stand on the plinth of Leinster House outside the door saying, you know, we're doing what we can, but it's not easy. We're doing what we can. A politician, in my view, when you stand for election and you run for election, and if I knock on your door, I'm talking to you saying, well, what do you need me to do? What can I do to help you today? That's what it's about, in my book. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, we get very used to expecting politicians to break their promises. And well, they're great at doing that. To account. Yeah, they, and like you expect it, you know what I mean? They come to your house and they tell you they're going to build 10,000 houses and do you not know, do whatever. And they never do it. So we kind of get used to going, oh yeah, okay, I like the look of that fella, I know his father or whatever, and I'll give him the vote. Like, But it's time to hold the politicians accountable. 
absolutely yeah, right. And and I've right. I've thought about that all this week, Nicola. And, and on this program, I get annoyed, and I said to myself, "What am I going to do? You know, Saturday's coming, and what do, what do people really feel? You know, angry about, and what do they what do they care about? And they care about politicians who are supposed to be looking after them, and they're not. And I, I mean this for, for I don't mean this for people that accuse me of having an agenda. I don't. I aim this at everybody. The minute you go to the doll. Or the minute you sit in a council chamber, be it independent, Sinn Féin, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Labour, anybody, you are there to do a job on behalf of the people who sent you there because they trust you. And if you don't do it, you should be evicted and you should be turfed out. Like the likes of politicians not speaking to you that's a level of cowardice that shouldn't be accepted but I'm getting sick of that I'm, I, I do and, yeah. I, and, I, and maybe I'm the fool I, I send out invites to say would you like to comment on this and then people don't come back with a comment so I think I might stop doing that you know and I can understand like once or twice if there's uh, previous engagements or whatever but it can't be consistent no I can't go on the radio to talk about it because that is cowardice answer to the policies that you're standing behind and voting behind in the doll and coming on the radio and saying one thing and voting another way that's not good enough well I like that I know I know you're probably anxious to, to be on the road there to Dublin I, I won't keep yes, you in but uh, if people are yes and I, and I will say I'll, I'll qualify that statement that if you do have a previous engagement or you genuinely can't do it I get that I, I can understand that and, and tell me but if you're genuinely staying silent and you're not responding because oh Jesus I don't know what to say or I'm not going to that programme I'm not accepting that not anymore yeah absolutely you're dead right Nicola mind yourself and thank you for taking the call and uh, safe thank journey you. to Dublin and uh, I We'll be keeping an eye on it and we'll, we'll hear the news later on today. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me, Lane. Safe journey. Bye-bye to you. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Now you see, there's one person. There's an awfully person. She's she's a, a wife. She's got family. She's going to Dublin. She's angry. She's, she's, she's the people of today. That's what that woman is. She's you. She's me. She's everybody. I mean, look at it. Grocery prices. You're going shopping. Grocery prices, the inflation in Ireland has reached 5.5%. That's the first time, by the way, it's gone above 5% since 2013. Nine years ago. Little, Aldi, Tesco, Supervalue, Dunn's, you know, all of these stores, three out of five of them, an increase of two quid or more in your shopping. Fuel, it now costs more than 100 quid to fill a tank of a typical family car. More than 100 quid. I mean, there's people living here going to Dublin to work. They need a tank full of petrol to go to work every day. Childcare, one in five families, one in five families with young children are paying more than 1,200 quid a month on childcare. And a third are paying more than a grand. That's not good enough. A cup of coffee, you're probably going for a cup of coffee right now. How much did you pay for it? The average cup of coffee in Ireland costs 3.65 a cup. That's ridiculous. Beer, you love your pint. A pint, a pint of plain will cost you now probably 5.20 in most places. Lager's gone up, three, 5.30 to 5.50. It's ridiculous. Rents have gone up. Your kids are going to Dublin. They can't afford to stay in Dublin. Your kids are going to college. You work through the nose. You, you, you work your backside off to put into college and university. And they go to Dublin and you're so proud of them. Then when they go to Dublin, they're back home living with you because they can't afford the rent to stay in Dublin. Or anywhere else, or Galway, or Cork, or wherever else they're going. They can't afford it. The, we are getting screwed to the wall here. Liam, I can hear the anger of the people and I can hear the anger in your voice this morning. We need representatives that work for the community and stand up for local issues. This week's spat in the doll, Liam, was shameful. Being a public representative isn't all about that. Being in the photographs, being on the press, being on radio, being in the newspapers and the media, when a minister visits or some buildings opened, they're all over the papers. It's about representing those people who voted for you to go into office, says John in Leash. So there you are, you know. I'll read your texts as I get them. I'm getting texts from people who are waiting in A&E for hours and hours and hours. Nothing being done. Nothing. Nothing being done. It's really, really, really hard. It really is. 
there's people who want to come on this morning and talk about what went on this week in the Dáil. Give Nelly a call, 0818-300-103. No problem, you're fully welcome to come on the, on the programme. But just to let you know, you know, we did what the government told us. We stayed at home. We had staycations. Most of us couldn't afford to go anywhere, but we stayed home anyway because we were told to. We went, yes, boss, no problem, boss, we'll stay home. Yes, boss, no, boss, three bags full, boss. But then when the restrictions are up and we can travel, we can go away, we can stay in a hotel, can't afford the bloody thing because the prices have gone up. It's a devalued Ireland caused by a devalued out-of-touch government. That's what it is. I made that decision during the week. I'm not going to hold back. I don't have anybody who says to me, oh, you've an agenda. I don't have an agenda for anybody. I'm not a puppet for anybody. I'm not a spokesperson for anybody. I'm, these words are coming out of my mouth. They're my opinions. They're not the stations. They're mine. It's, the programme's called Saturday View. These are my views. It's not good enough, folks. It's just not good enough. And I'm sick of it. And that lady, Nicola, made a very good point. If you're invited to come on the programme or if you want to say a few words on the programme and you're a public representative and you're a politician, a councillor, a TD, a senator, don't stay silent. At least have the guts to come on and defend what your government is doing. Really, really, I swear to God. I have to admire your passion this morning on, and on the emails and on the, the WhatsApp. You know, you're really, you're, you're giving it to me as, as good as you can and only you can. And if I get time, I'll read them out. Uh, I really will. Uh, I want to go to line two. Is it Joe in line two? Joe, good morning. Good morning there, Liam. Uh, thanks for having us on. Um, Grant. I'm absolutely delighted that someone like you is, is lambasting this current situation. And I just want to point out, I think actually, in all fairness to yourself, you're actually missing the bigger picture. Which this, is? Uh, this is a setup. Over by who? The last, uh, by, particularly by Fine Gael, they are avowed neoliberalist uh, economic policy gurus. Wow. Uh, they lead, they lead the, the European Union uh, parties in terms of the implementation of neoliberal policies. Now, look, out there in Radio Land, what does that mean? It means that we've been set up by this government over the last five years. 30 billion euros worth of property have been transferred out of Irish hands into multinational hands over the last five years. 30 billion. And a lot sure, doesn't every government gone. set us up, but not just Fine Gael. I mean, does it so Fianna Fáil governments, Labour governments? This is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. There's over 12.5 billion euros a year leaving the country via rent. So rents are being paid to these multinationals. They are by Pascal Donoghue, are tax-free. They don't pay a penny. What do you think about, Joe, what do you think about what's happening today? I mean, I mean, the people are people are protesting, people are rallying today around the country. People are angry, they're annoyed, they're showing their voices again. Well, I'll tell you what, and I've said, I've said this publicly, I, it's time for a complete social revolution, and at this stage, I don't care whether it's peaceful or not. We have had 120 people die on the streets of Ireland last year. That's going to double this year, guaranteed. Wait till you see the tsunami from the effects of earlier in the year with the fertiliser prices. But who do we put war. in then? If, if you, you said that there's a social revolution, who's going who's gonna to be next, Joe? Who's, who are well, we going to put in need, next? What we, need, what we need is a social democratic governance along the lines of Denmark. Denmark has no, no national debt. Our national debt has, has went from 34 billion to 378 billion under Fine Gael. We've had three Fine Gael governments in a row. N- never mind about Fianna Fáil, they're only new Fine Gael. They're back in the Fine Gael fold. So we need a, a, what's like a Scandinavian model, which is a social democratic model, uh, where costs, like, for, for example, insurance. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm getting quoted two grand for, for insurance. No way you can afford that. But, but a social democratic model is the most successful model 
in the world. It has the highest rate of satisfaction among the citizens in Denmark, Netherlands, uh, Finland, Norway, Sweden. And the only party that is advocating that we go that way is Sinn Féin. Now, so do you think I, Sinn Féin should have a crack at being government? 100%. This year is the 100th anniversary of our independence from Britain. And we have had nothing but ding-dong, fucking ding-dong All right, okay. uh, from Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. They, they, they've gone increasingly into right-wing economics, particularly over the last 30 years. We are in big trouble if we keep going the way we're going. Because what's going to happen now over the next few months is there's going to be massive defaults on rents and mortgages. The vultures are going to come in and take even more of the property. Well, the businessman Ben Dunn, Ben Dunn, a name that we all know, Ben Dunn says the country, as regards to recession and inflation, he said the country's heading for a disaster. Absolute disaster. I mean, you look at the, uh, the, those real estate investment trusts. Yeah. Uh, Ira's Right is the biggest one of those. Last year, it brought in 63 million euros in rent. It paid zero in tax. All of its all of its shareholders are non-resident, and so they're they're not liable to capital gains tax. That 63 million left the country. It's gone. It's gone. never coming back. Right. And uh, basically, what we we can continue to go along the lines of oh, oh let's let's vote independence this time. Voting independent is basically a vote for Fine Gael. Well, that hasn't uh, worked vote, because, I mean, like, you'll yeah. get the independent, you'll get some independents saying, you know, that, well, we're frozen out, we're getting nothing done because we're by ourselves. Then you get other independents who are making the deal, making allies, and they're getting a the job Absolutely. done. And so that hasn't, that formula hasn't worked either. So we've tried yeah. that. Maybe you are right. Maybe yeah. it is time for Sinn Féin to win. I don't know. Absolutely. All yeah, right. I mean, and Sinn Féin are the only party, in my opinion, that seem to espouse the Nordic model. By the way, uh, my first name actually isn't Joe. Oh, I thought this it was Joe. Hugh K. Cullen. Ah, you're the man. Right, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You got on, got on Listen, eventually. I'm, you got on, but you, you got to me eventually. Though, I'm delighted. You're talking truth, and people need to listen to what you're saying. We are being set up, and the setup is going to cost us hundreds of billions. We we'll leave it there. Went for, as I, Grant, thanks very much for having me on. And thank you for the call. Good man. Yeah, take it easy. Take care, you too. Bye bye. Wow. Well, they are. Now, I want to go to line three. Thanks, Nelly. A lot of texts and emails coming in. I'll read them as best I can. Um, we have uh, Councillor Lawrence Fallon, independent councillor on Roscommon County Council. This is just beyond La Caro there, uh, north of Athlone. Uh, councillor Lawrence Fallon, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Liam. How are you? I've had a busy morning talking about uh, everything this morning. Uh, this is about the uh, what they call, is this the non-vanishing lake, councillor? Well, the non-vanishing lake is one description of it. It has many descriptions in its past. I suppose the bottom line is that this is a, a lake in South Roscommon. Traditionally, it rose and fall with the seasons. Uh, it was probably at its peak, 600 acres, uh, pre-2015, when for the full flood, and then it was reduced down to maybe 100 acres in the summertime. Uh, as, since 2016, the winter of 15-16, it t- started off to a new level. And this time last year, it was probably covering 1,300 acres, significant rising of roads, one house already destroyed, uh, eight others under threat, pumps operating, trying to keep these houses How do we lake. pronounce that? I, I'm, I think I, I've tried to pronounce it this morning. How do I pronounce that lake name, that lock name? Lock Function. Lock, lock Function. Function. Function without the air. Function. Lo- lock Function. Yeah. And so there's residents living near this that are literally living in fear of their lands, their houses getting flooded and overtaken by water. 
if it wasn't for, for the efforts of Ascama County Council raising roads and holding the water back, plus OPW pumps pumping water out uh, in, in the, the spring of last year, we'd probably have lost three more houses. Uh, and wow. currently, currently the lake is two metres higher. It's a metre higher than I ever saw pre-2015, and it's probably about two and a half metres higher than it should be at this time of year. So the bottom line is the lake has gone out of kilter. There is no drain out of this lake to drain it off. It goes out through swally holes and underground features in the rock. There were five streams into it. Uh, by a combination of things, maybe the exit oh. may be slightly blocked, more rain falling and falling in different values. It is no longer able to drain itself. So Roscommon County Council set about putting in a pipe, an overflow pipe to take the water from the Shannon to the Shannon, which will reduce it just to the normal high winter level maximum. Uh, unfortunately, when about 60% of the work was done, the, the Irish environment brought an action against against Roscommon County Council in the High Court, and the work is now stopped. Well, look, I, I have I have to, sorry to move on to other issues, but Councillor Lawrence Fallon, thank you for, for taking the time this morning. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. Okay. Mind yourself. Bye-bye to you. Well, it's amazing what you it's amazing what you can go from one thing to the other, but when you think of you're living up in that area and the concerns you have, maybe your kids out playing or you have livestock or you're a farmer, you don't want the lake, you know, drowning all that. Really and truly, that's, that's how your life can be ruined. Um, Liam, good morning. I'm a healthcare assistant working in the community. I put an average €140 Euro in my car a week from €437.60 wages. We get no fuel allowance. I've had to turn down to clients because I can't afford to travel as I live roughly an hour from them. I've worked in this company almost 20 years. It's not right. No caller, it's not right. Liam, why is diesel and petrol so much cheaper in Malta and they in Europe? Let the government explain that. They're just greedy. Thanks, Liam. Love your show, says Claire. Thanks, Claire. Yeah, that word greed featuring an awful lot this morning. Liam, an example of how tens of thousands of people are living. It's a text message I received this morning. Uh, this is coming from Ken Smolin. As, as my days can't get any worse, I'm writing this crying as I've already asked for help. Now my bills are mounting up behind on rent. Now our oil has gone up. So I've had to take... I can't take care of my two babies. I can't afford what's happening. It's just so bloody hard. It is, caller. It is so bloody, bloody hard uh, trying to survive. And I know where you're coming from. I really do. Uh, I want to put this here. Now, before before I take the ad break, I just wanna, I'm going to take an ad break before I talk to Deirdre. Deirdre Nugent. Uh, this is going to be trending on Twitter uh, this week. And I won't mention it just yet because you've got small ears and small uh, people around. I'll give you a chance to get uh, them to a different room because this is a little bit sensitive for some ears, but it's truth and it's something that we need to talk about straight after the break. Okay, before all the snowflakes out there get very sensitive about this, this is an issue that is real. Okay, we're not saying this for the sake of saying the word. This is a women's health issue. Okay, now you may have seen Twitter last few days. You might have seen a hashtag Vaginagate uh, being discussed in the programme today. Well, we've a listener uh, on Twitter, uh, Deirdre Nugent, contacted us on Twitter. We spoke to each other and she had her own health issue and she wants to address this particular issue for women, for older women, for middle-aged women, for young women, for girls. And it's important. Deirdre, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Liam. Thank uh, you for having me on the show. Not at all. It's good to have you. And uh, you, you want to make a, a highlight an issue here that women are, aff- you, you think that women are a bit nervous talking about certain parts of their body in particular. I said hashtag vagina gate. Yeah, um, it's I, I suppose um, 
like I, I, I was um, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago talking about my vagina and um, a lot of people were um, a bit shocked. A lot were laughing and, you know, having the joke and whatever. But, Why um, would they do that, though? I, do you know what? I, I really, um, I don't understand it to a certain extent because... It's a body part. It's not, you know, if I was talking about my foot, nobody would have batted an eyelid. You talk about your you know? foot, your ears, your nose, your bum, your prostate. Uh, men talk about their, you know, testicles, their penis, their ears, their their eyes, everything else. But yet, as you said, when you mention this, shock, horror. Yeah, um, like the, the there healthcare was, issue. Some people were saying I was vulgar, I was disgusting, I was... and. I wasn't speaking about my vagina in a sexual way. It was, you know, in the context of a health issue. And what happened? And, um, well, there a few weeks ago, um, I got up one morning and I, I just was in excruciating pain. And I, um, I suffer from um, abscesses. And now I've never had one on my vagina before, but, but that's what actually had happened. And I couldn't, I couldn't get a, an appointment with my GP, so I went to an out-of-hours doctor that evening. And um, now I don't know what way the out-of-hours doctors work all around the country. It's just like my doc, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so a nurse rings you, you ring looking for an appointment, a nurse rings back, asks what's wrong. So I told her and I said, look, I, I said, it's on my vulva, it's on the outside part of my vagina, I, you know, I, you can see it. And I said, so, you know, I knew what needed to happen was it needed to be lanced, it needed to be drained to, to get the poison out of it, basically. And um, so I went to the doctor um, that evening, um, got, got the appointment, went to the doctor, and um, the doctor refused to examine me. Um, he said... Refused to examine you? Yeah. He told me, um, yeah, I'll give you a, a prescription for antibiotics. And I was looking at him going, sorry. I, you know, I, I said, um, but can you can you do something about it? And uh, he said, oh, no, there's no chaperone. And I was actually, I, I couldn't believe that I was stunned. And I went, okay. And, and I said, but can you have a look? Like, you know, can you, like, I literally needed him to stick a needle into it and, um, take out the puss and, um, he wouldn't do it. He said, I, I actually started crying and he, he said, why are you crying? And I said, because I am in so much pain. And he said, um, no, there's no chaperone. He said, I'll give you antibiotics. And, uh, I, I said, that's not going to... I, I was in so much pain, I couldn't sit down. I was... It was horrendous. And um, so he sent me off with a prescription. He he wouldn't even look, wouldn't examine me. And he said, if you're that bad, go to the hospital tomorrow. So I kind of... I, I literally... I, I couldn't believe it. Um, and then on the Saturday, I was no better... Um, so I went to the local injury unit to the hospital in Ennis and the doctor there wouldn't examine me either. Um, he said that... That's I, incredible, dude. I mean, the fact that they were that they're refusing. I mean, this is an issue 
that could face any woman, any woman. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, I, I mean, I suppose not only that, but I mean, our A&Es are overcrowded all over the country. There's one A&E department for the whole of the Midwest. And I go to like what's basically a step down A&E department, the, the local injury unit. And the doctor there told me I have to go to A&E in UHL because um, I need to see a gynecologist. And I said, I don't need to see a gynecologist. This is, you can see this. It's, it's not internal, it's external. And the doctor in the hospital wouldn't examine me either. Um, wouldn't examine you? No, wouldn't, Jesus, look, wouldn't even look. I mean, though I would fear, you know, and people listening to this and people who have mothers, daughters, sisters, saying, well, if, if that was me, you know, should I bother getting this checked out at all? I mean, this, this is scandalous. But it, do, do you know what actually frightened me about the whole thing was that... What? Um, like, I'm 45 years of age. I have a child. I'm not, you know... I'm not shy about, you know, if I need a doctor to examine me, I do. Mm. But, like, if this was a young woman, a young girl, um, that might have been embarrassed or shy about going to the doctor in the first place, and not only get, you know, turned away from one doctor, but two. But isn't this what medical people say and doctors say, that you should, to men and to women, don't be shy if you've got a problem and you're worried, you need to get it checked out. And it doesn't matter what part of your body it's in. If you need yeah. something checked out, you should have the confidence to say, I need help on this one. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of thinking, like, you know... It, like, it, would a man it, be as shy talking about, uh, uh, you know, something that he might have found on his testicles? Would he be as shy or would he, would he get treated? That's what I want to know. I, you would know, he be refused? This is the thing. This is the thing. Um, a woman like, goes I, in to I, get I, checked out and the doctor doesn't check. That's I, I can't believe that, dear. Yeah, yeah, two doctors. <laughs> um, so, so the the on call doctor and the um, the local injury unit would not examine me. Wouldn't even look. Um, these are medical people, you're right. These are people who are qualified. What what's the stigma? I don't know. Um, I mean, I I did um, I did find when I was on Twitter. I I was so annoyed. I was so pissed off. And I took to Twitter about it going like that, you know, this is unbelievable. And, but even at that, there were a lot of men and women who messaged me privately because they didn't want to say anything publicly. Well, I saw the reaction on Twitter when you put this up on Twitter last few days. The amount of people that supported it, you know, and said, go for it. And this is great. And at last, and best of luck. And we need someone to talk about this. You know, people are crying out for something to be talked about, and this is what we're this is what we're doing. Yeah, um, you know, as I say, the amount of people, like men, that contacted me and said, "This has happened, my wife or my partner or my daughter," and they were embarrassed to put it up on Twitter and um, publicly. There were a lot of women that contacted me, the same kind of said, you know, and I can understand people not wanting to discuss their health issues, you know, with... Do people say things to you like, and, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, do people say, well, you know, dear, this, this is a very personal issue, you shouldn't be talking about this. Do, do people say that to you? Um, oh, they, they did. I was, you know, people said I was disgusting, I was vulgar, I was, you know, and, and even, I know in particular, I said to one person, what's disgusting is, is it the abscess that's disgusting? 
or the fact that it's on my vagina or, you know, if it was on my foot, would you be as disgusted? And, yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, it, it's a body part. It's, vagina isn't a dirty word. It, it's a part of my body. I don't... It's this old Ireland creeping up again, uh, dear, and I say that in the programme a lot, that, you know, we brush things under the carpet, or we don't talk about that, don't mention that word, and doing this whispering thing, oh, she has a problem with her, 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 her you know what? You know, do, is it an awful lot of that? Yeah, and do you know what? I, I mean, I suppose a lot of us are kind of guilty of that in, in to a certain extent because... Um, that's the way we were reared and I even know myself like I have a young son and I remember God he was only about five or six and I said something to him and, and about his willy and, um, and as you do yeah and he looked at me and he said mum it's called a penis and there you go and that's a child and, and that's a child and, and you know so the, the kids coming up now aren't as um, I suppose that they're not being weird the way we were. Well, now you and I both know, Deirdre, and anybody with a family today, unless they're they're you know they're living in the dark ages, you know the kids know more than we do. <laughs> they always, oh, you know, they always do. Yeah, absolutely. You know that phrase, uh, "Oh, get a room." You know this bit. Our stuff comes on the TV. You know they've seen it all before. No, I'm not. I'm not yeah. glorifying it. But they've seen it all before. Kids, kids today aren't like I'm. I'm. You said you're 45. I'm 49. So we're in the same age, same generation. You know, and a 17 year old today isn't like when you and I were 17. But I'm just um, shocked that you know. I mean, if uh, like let let let's get it out there. And I, I think personally, I think you're right. Like you're not saying it for the sake of oh, let's throw that word out there and shock people. This is you, yeah. you had an abscess, which is an awful thing to have and very painful. I'd imagine yeah. if it was on your eye, yeah. your ear, your back, your nose, your bum, your foot, no problem. But because it's there, people are shocked. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now I I don't know. I I think some of the shock was that I was actually talking about it, and um. Because, you know, I, I suppose it, it, it's not the kind of thing that people talk about in public. Um, but I, I just, what really, really worries me is that somebody who goes to a doctor with something wrong with them and gets turned away not only once but twice, do they end up getting such a bad infection that they get blood poisoning or that, you know, that, that they're... they're their condition really worsens. Um, it, it's just, I, I could not believe that doctors were literally turning me away because of where the problem was. Yeah, that's the thing. And I just, I, I'm going to just bring this to a close in a second, but I just, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm a family man and we try to be as open in, in our house as I'm sure you do with your kids. And because you don't want them to be sheltered, you don't want them to be, you know, all of a sudden get shocked in the schoolyard when they hear, you want them prepared and you do your best for them. And this is part of that. This is part of where Ireland needs to bloody grow up and say, if there's something needs to be said, it has to be said no matter where it is, because men and women have health issues no matter where they are. You know, it just, they don't just pick certain parts of the body and say, oh, well, it's on your shoulder, we can say that, but it's on your testicles, oh, we can't say that. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, God forgive me, cancer, it can strike any part of the body. And if, yeah. and if, and if you've got testicular cancer, where's the problem in saying that? And in, in your case, where you had abscesses on, on that word, there it is, vagina, why shouldn't you be able to say it's there? Yeah, and, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, like, we hear all the time, you know, about breast check and check your breasts and, and all that. Exactly, um, exactly. But if it's, if it's like, your vagina, it, it, it's just not talked about and it's not, 
Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, again, it goes back to like, is it a dirty word? What What's wrong with, yeah. you know, what what's wrong with talking about if you have a problem? And look, I understand not everybody wants to talk about it. I, that's true I mean not everybody does and we have to understand that yeah. too I mean I, I'm already yeah. expecting you know the text you know how dare you have, this is disgusting it's not this is real this is this is real yeah yeah this um, is this is a I health mean, issue yeah uh, like even with men um, you know like the, there's a lot of um, the, you, you see a lot of stuff in the media about prostate cancer and the 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 warning signs and things like that. Um, but, it, like, this, this is it. If you go to a doctor and they turn you away, what? You know, what are you supposed to think? It, it's a part of your body. It's not. You know, yeah, exactly. I, 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 I honestly don't understand what the problem is. Either the way, either the way, and uh, I want to thank you, by the way, for 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 being brave enough, and I and I think and I think you are brave, and I, and I, and if people are, I said to people if they were offended or, you know, shocked, you know, to switch off for a few minutes, you know, that's their own business. Not everybody, you know, is like you and I, but uh, I think you're brave to do it, and and I hope. By the way, can I just say, I ho- is everything okay now? Oh, I'm trying it now. Good, fine, good. Fine. Well, dear, well done, yeah. and I think on on behalf of women out there who who should feel you know, confident enough to talk about any part of their body, as men should. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. Not at all. Mind yourself. Bye-bye to you. Thank you. I just, now, like, say what you like. That's that's my opinion of it. I don't think women, especially women, or men, should be made feel embarrassed about speaking about parts of the anatomy because health issues affect all the body. And whether you take that on board or not, that's my feeling on it. Uh, I'm going to try and get through uh, some of your messages here, Liam. The government are too busy blaming Europe for not being able to reduce VAT, blaming COVID, blaming war in Ukraine for where we are now instead of their own incompetence. No one, not one of them ever had to struggle in their lives, so they cannot understand what ordinary people are going through. Uh, that's one person there. Uh, Liam, on my, on, I'm on my way home to France listening to your show. Can I say it's very refreshing to hear somebody on the media tell it like it is. Last year, myself and my wife lost our rental property in County Leash because the owner was selling. Despite the town having several empty houses, we couldn't rent anywhere near our kids' school. We couldn't find a house and the ones we did find were two grand a month. Jesus. We made the decision to move to France despite having no connection there and not being able to speak French. It was the best thing we ever did. Now we live in a small town in Normandy. Our rent is only 800 a month. My three kids love school and even though we are still learning the language, we can live within our means. I still work in Ireland, but my employer was kind enough to let me work around my ability to travel. France has its problems, but an ordinary family can live without the pressures of Ireland. Petrol costs the same as here, but we don't pay road tax and insurance is very cheap. If you have to go to the hospital, you only wait an hour to be seen and everything from your visit to your medication is free. It's sad that we have to leave Ireland, but to be honest, we will never look back. Wow, doesn't that just open your eyes, folks? Liam, why is diesel and petrol gone up? Uh, because I mean they they put it up. I mean it's all do with tax and inflation, exchange rates, uh, you know income rates. Uh, Liam, uh, cafes and sandwiches and a coffee and a sandwich will cost you about nine quid now. This is from uh, somebody in Oma, Catherine in Oma. Uh, yeah, anywhere from a tenner, 
You know, you think of the person now who still smokes. I mean, smokers are in the minority now. You go for a pint and you have a cigarette. It's going to cost you about 20 quid for your pinting. Your well, the, the cigarettes are practically 20 quid. Your pint is probably, probably over a five, is it? So you, you, like, once upon a time, you and I could meet for a pint and we could have a tenner and have a great night. Now you want a bank loan. Now you want a, a second mortgage to go for a pint. It's ridiculous. Liam, we're a small maintenance company with three vans on the road. Our diesel bill for last week was €700. Euro. It's normally 350 to 400 All this is happening while two senior doll members are on 100k a year, behaving like two school kids, arguing about who got the most attention at school. Am I the only one who sees the irony in this? No, you're not. No, you're not, because I felt the same way too. These guys, and, I've said it, and, I'm, and I know, I know damn well the TDs out there are saying, will you shut up talking about what we earn? No, I won't shut up. You know, you're, you're four grand shy of a hundred grand a year, guys. Get it into your heads. People don't, people don't buy it anymore. I have a minute left. Who knows, I might be off air. <laughs> but people don't buy it anymore. You're doing nothing. The country is heading into a serious recession, which could last I don't know how long. And we're getting crucified. Joe Bloggs out there is getting crucified, getting murdered, getting nailed to the bloody wall. And again, this is me talking. And you have TDs and senators and people who are supposed to be working on our behalf, doing nothing, but yet still getting a six-figure salary, saying, well, that doesn't bother me. It's annoying. So Galway, Cork, Limerick, Sligo, Dublin. That's where people are heading today. You'll see it in your news later on on TV. You'll hear it in the radio. You'll hear it in the Midlands 103 News. And that's what... You're going to get a sense of it today. The cost of living. Gone through the roof. We can't afford it. Nelly, thank you for today. Thank you for taking the calls and the texts and the WhatsApp and everything. Nelly's... She's fantastic. People are saying to me, you know, I should be a politician. Uh, and uh, some people are saying, very unprofessional. No, it's not. I'm a citizen as well. I'm just like you. Nothing special here. I think we're getting crucified. I'm getting crucified. I can't afford half this stuff either. I want someone to change. I want that to change. I want someone out there who can lead. God help us. (laughs) 